Hi, you're listening to Stepping Forward Podcast with Rachel Rawlinson and Sarah Susov. We are here to talk about all things step parenting, including difficulties with stepchildren, former spouses, finances, custody, and more. Together, we have over 15 years of step parenting experience and over 21 years of combined experience working professionally with children. We are here to help support you and to destigmatize the role of step parents. Yes, and today we are talking about being flexible and giving up control. It's sort of the opposite of the thing that we've talked about in the last two podcasts. It is, but it's related, just it like is. many opposites are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we were just talking before we started this about how sometimes, in not all cases, sometimes people who um, want to control things can either be highly organized and used to things running a certain way, or they might not have good boundaries. And so them trying to control things is in an effort to help like reduce anxiety about their environment, predict what's going to happen, and then do things that boundaries can healthily do for you. Where having control in situations isn't a healthy thing for you or anybody (laughs) around you. And I say that as a recovering control um, addict. (laughs) (laughs) And I, I think a lot of my control issues have stemmed from my anxiety. Yes. It's, uh, it's difficult for me to not know what's going to happen or what to expect. Mm -hmm. Uh, but luckily that has made me more empathetic to especially my stepdaughter who has some pretty severe anxiety. Uh And I think it helps to be able to understand because as kids, Anyway, in a nuclear family that the parents are still together, you don't have control about what happens in your family situation. <laughs> it's so true. And kids kids have very little control. So when you're able to give them a choice about something, that can help with that. It's massive. Yeah. Yeah. So in thinking about being flexible and giving up control, this happens after you have set healthy boundaries. You need to make sure that you're protecting yourself and your energy and time first And then you can feel safe enough to say, you know what, whatever happens outside of me is okay because I have strategies that I use and boundaries that I have in place to protect me and to help keep me safe and happy. And it's okay if things happen that are unpredictable. I can deal with it. Uh, I know it's hard. It like gives me anxiety to hear that <laughs> sentence, Sarah. Okay. But I'm going to give you a backup for just a second. Okay. okay. <laughs> all right. So I'm high stress naturally. Graduate school, all my whole cohort cohort called me overachiever. <laughs> um, I was the first one to get my thesis done. My anxiety was super high. Mm-hmm. One of our graduate TAs that was in the counseling and um, sorry, in the counseling psychology program, would always say, you're at a 10, you should be at a two with your anxiety. (laughs) So this has been a journey for me too. Like we've talked about, um, I discovered that I needed to chill out because I'm a recovering controlling person. (laughs) And I started doing like mindfulness and meditation a few years ago. And as I have been teaching this to my students, it's helped me understand. One of my favorite therapists when I had an eating disorder would tell me that um, control is an illusion. And mm-hmm. he'd say, reality is your best friend. And I'm like, no, it's not. I have control of everything in my life. And he would say, do you though? <laughs> do <laughs> you didn't. really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so hard. Yeah. It's hard to let go. It is. Uh-huh. And I think you really have to have that stable foundation of like, I'm okay in myself. No matter what craziness comes at me, I can handle it 
or I have good coping skills, or I can deal with it with my spouse, or I can talk to my therapist about it and find a way to problem solve it and get out of the emotional part of my brain and get back into the problem solving part of my brain in the frontal lobe. Well, and if control is an illusion, can you ever really let go of something that didn't exist in the first place? Interesting. Ah, Very mind-blowing. Very (laughs) philosophical right now, but it's... uh, it reminds me of a quote that is, uh, you can never get enough of what you don't need. It's so true, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember who said it, but we'll have to look it up. Yeah. It's <laughs> for our own interest, and you can look it up too if you want and write into us. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like if you don't need something and you keep getting more of it, you're just getting more to get more. You right. Know? Yeah. I feel like it's that way in control because sometimes in step parenting, our lives feel out of control. Mm-hmm. Um, they might, the other co-parent might be trying to exert control over what happens at our house or with the kids or um, in terms of like medical or, you know, lots of different areas. And so it's hard to say, to step back and say, okay, I am just going to go with the flow on this. Sometimes you don't want to. That's where you're having your healthy boundaries comes in and you have to have those to protect you. Yeah, Absolutely. So looking at experiences from our own lives, because we're looking at changing that narrative for step parents, Sarah, what was your experience <laughs> that you wanted to discuss? I got lucky when it came to giving up control because I talked in the last episode how my stepdaughter's mom um, had tried to control things at our house, things that they did and things that we did and would give them messages about what was okay and what wasn't okay. I lucked out and I fully admit that and thank the universe for that because I did. Um, their mom had three other kids after them, and which is hard enough as a parent. It's exhausting being a parent and it kind of takes away from your ability to um, control what happens at the other house and also like your desire to because you have so much going on. Mm-hmm. All three of her kids are on the autism spectrum, which is hard. And she has my full like support and recognition that that's difficult. It's really hard to raise kids who have autism. There are a lot of cool things about them too. I don't want to make it sound like it's a bad thing. Yeah. Some of my favorite students are my students yes, with autism. They're so fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but as a parent and as you're teaching these things, it takes a lot of time and a lot of energy and she's had to redirect her focus there. So for me, I felt like it was easier for me to disengage once she did. And I'm a little bit ashamed to say that because I feel like it would have been better if I had been able to do that before. Does that make sense? It almost feels like, like, have you heard this word before? Schadenfreude? I've heard it, but I don't know what it means. So it's like feeling joy at someone else's misfortune. Yeah. Or like happiness or, you know, and uh, uh, thank you Germans for that word. (laughs) (laughs) I don't feel that way about her. Yeah. I I don't think you feel joyful about it, but it's, uh, but I think you do have some joy at being able to be free of some of that Definitely. controlling. Yeah. Behavior. I just wished I'd recognized that I could have been free at, at any point I chose to. Yeah. You know? And that's a tricky thing. It it's is. really hard to do. So yeah. what was your experience like? Well, my experience when I first got married, I had just graduated from graduate school mm-hmm. and I had been in grad school and doing a clinical placement and working three part-time jobs. So I had had to be controlling just to get everything done. Um, it was, you know, every day I was out of the house from 
5 a.m. to 8 or 9 p.m. And um, it was pretty intense. Mm -hmm. So then when I (laughs) got married, (laughs) I was used to running the show. And like we have talked about before, I was single and I had been doing so many different things all the time. And I had been go, go, go. And um, my husband and my kids were having anxiety and depression because they'd been through this traumatic experience Mm -hmm. of the divorce. And I had jumped in with both feet, like we have said. Uh And um, I ended up having a lot of control over a lot of things right off the bat. Um, And as time went on and I started to become more overwhelmed with step parenting and court dates and writing court documents and dealing Uh with attorneys and learning the law all while having a full-time job and eventually all during a pregnancy and having a baby and a toddler. I, I had more of the experience that I think that your uh, stepdaughter's mom had where I had way too much on my plate and I had to let go of some things or I was going to break. Yeah. So sometimes we make conscious choices to uh-huh. change and sometimes <laughs> life leads us to those Definitely. changes. <laughs> yeah. I think to go through graduate school, we've talked about, both of us have done it. You have to be extremely organized. Yes. And I also think there's a fine line between extreme organization and controlling Absolutely. And it can easily go either way. Yep. Um, Um, if you tend to be a highly organized slash a little bit controlling person, think about why do you want control? Is it because you have anxiety and you're nervous about what's going to happen? Is it because you want your stepchildren to be raised in a certain way and to know certain things and to be healthy, functional adults? Is it because you, um, are used to things going a certain way and you don't want that to change? And then once you've thought about that and figured that out, think about what are other ways you can feel more in control. So I talked about mindfulness and meditation for me was huge, Mm -hmm. massive. Learning how to be in the moment that I'm in right now without worrying about what just happened or what's about to happen um, has decreased so much stress for me overall. And it's a daily practice that I try to do because I have a lot of programming to overcome in terms of trying to control situations. It was the way I lived my life for a long time. And my brain was just like, hey, this is what we're doing. We're just going to try to control everything. And it's not healthy. I feel like I've had more fun as I've learned how to let go of control and Mm -hmm. trying to make everything perfect or right or even better. Yeah. Just accepting it for what it is sometimes. And I feel like I'm still very much in the middle of this journey. It's so hard. And I think especially when I first became a stepmom, I, um, the first year or so, I was really trying to save my kids from consequences of things, whether it be Uh their actions Mm -hmm. or their parents' actions or really anything. And uh, you can't do it. I mean, it's impossible. We're, we, you know, step parents are awesome, but there's no such thing as a superhero. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't tell my husband I said that. <laughs> he loves those superhero movies. <laughs> um, but it's, it's so hard. 
I, but one of my favorite quotes is never do for your child what, what they could do for themselves. Mm -hmm. And it's important to teach your kids the, the independence that comes from natural consequences. Definitely. Uh, They need that life experience. I've had so many natural consequences that I've grown from. And I'm like, why would I try to take that away from my kids? Um, And I think when we do that, it it comes from a place of love. We Mm -hmm. love them. We don't want to see them suffer or hurt. And, you know, there are things that we do need to do to protect our kids and our stepkids. Yes. But there are also things that they really need to learn on their own. Right. And our partners too. There were times that I was going out of my way to protect my partner. And you know what? He's a grown man. Yes. He doesn't need me to protect him from everything. Yeah. I was thinking about that too. And I posted on social media about this a little while ago that um, I was frustrated with something and I had determined that I was going to make a decision for this person that I loved, that I was just going to go talk to this person that was causing them some distress. And fortunately, I was swimming, which is my happy place. I was swimming laps in the pool. (laughs) And I kind of tend to receive um, inspiration there. And the thought came to me, why would you rob them of the opportunity to learn? And it like took me back for a second and I was like, oh my gosh, yes. Why would I do that? Why would I take away those natural consequences? Why would I not let this person learn how to confront their loved one? Mm -hmm. They need to learn how to be able to do that if they want to make progress in their life. I can make progress all I want and make decisions about my own, but I can't force other people into it. It's so true. Yeah. And I think it's hard to give your children and your loved ones that responsibility yes. for themselves. Like even though it was never yours to take, mm-hmm. right? Uh-huh. And you would think with our stepkids like it really was never ours for a lot of us because we didn't have them when they were infants. But when someone is an infant, uh the adults around them we spend our time figuring out what they want. Yep. Right? And we give them what they want and what they need. And they don't really have to ask for it in a lot Mm -hmm. of situations. And then as they get older, they have to learn how to ask for things. They have to learn how to um, advocate for themselves. And we have to be careful not to take those opportunities away from them as they're ready to take that on for themselves. I totally agree. It's so hard. (laughs) (laughs) And it's hard to watch your kids, your stepkids. It's hard to watch the people that you love. Uh, have to do the natural consequences of the decisions that they're making. And that's part of the reason sometimes that we want to try to control it because we want to spare them, like you mentioned, Rachel. But it is the best thing that they can do because as much as we want to prevent things from happening to them, the best way we can do that is allow them to experience failure in controlled situations and then learn and grow from that so that they can make better decisions or more helpful decisions the next time. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of ourselves, though, I feel like because for me, I had to learn how to do that. You did say it's hard. It's a really tricky process and you're going to make mistakes while you're doing it. And that's OK. It's normal. It is. One thing I want to bring up on this topic is flexibility with the co-parent. Oh, Yeah. It's so hard. <laughs> I know I keep saying that. I sound so whiny. I'm like, it's so it's hard. It's so hard. <laughs> but it is. <laughs> uh, but, 
Yeah. I mean, sometimes your first instinct is just to say no when they ask for something. And, and you are like, no, I'm, I don't want to help you. You wouldn't help me. Right. Right. Or opposite. Sometimes you say yes, when you probably should have a boundary there. Uh So a lot of this is getting familiar with yourself and recognizing your own tendencies. It is important to have flexibility in a co-parenting relationship Mm -hmm. to make sure that those kids are taken care of, but that does not mean you have to be a doormat. Oh no, it means you shouldn't be a doormat. (laughs) Absolutely. And, And I know there have been times when my husband has said he feels very caught in the middle of, you know, he has to co-parent with his ex-wife. Right. But he says, I'm his partner. I'm the one he cares about. Right. And obviously we're wanting different things. And he's like, I don't know what to do, but I'm going to side with you. And I I don't want to put him in a position where he has mm-hmm. to do that frequently. I mean, there are times when he's going to have to do that. Right. But if if I can let go of control of some things to make his life easier, mm-hmm. I need to try to do that. Yeah, I agree. And it can be really hard, but as adults, we have to manage our own emotions and figure out a way to do that. And it's been a long process uh, for me to get to the point where I feel like I can manage my emotions because before I was like just a wreck and I was emotionally like emotions all over everybody Mm -hmm, all the time mm -hmm. and I didn't deal with them. When we figure out a way that works for us, whether it's through, you know, meditation exercise, therapy, um, talking to a friend, doing things that are fun, setting appropriate boundaries. When we can figure out a way that helps us to deal with our emotions and our crap, we can be a lot happier. (laughs) And our crap. Yes, we all have it. (laughs) It's so true. And, you know, you might have more than one thing that works for you, or you might go through phases of different things that work for you, and that's okay too. It's okay to not have it all figured out. Mm -hmm. Um, what's important is that you keep trying. Yeah. And I think it's okay to change too. Oh yeah. Because you, as you're step parenting and as your kids are growing up and you're growing up more, things are going to change for them and for you. And the lessons that you all need to learn are going to be different and the relationship is going to be different. So you have to be flexible and say, okay, things are going to be different now. My stepdaughter just turned 18, so I'm like, oh, we need to have a conversation about this. Yeah. What's it going to look like? Does she, I mean, she still has a um, curfew because she's in high school. So. Right, yeah. So, but what is she responsible for? What is she not responsible for? Um, these conversations can help reduce anxiety too. Absolutely. Yeah, open communication is going to make uh-huh. a big difference. And then the last thing we wanted to bring up is that the things that we want as a parent may not happen at the other house and somehow, some way, one of the ways hopefully that we've talked about or that you know, um, you have to let go of that control that it's going to be that way. So for my girls, I really, it's important for me to, for them to learn social and emotional skills. And because they were with us so little when they were growing up, I didn't have as much of a chance to teach them the skills that I would have wanted to and to have them have experiences where they failed at doing small things. So they felt comfortable failing and continuing trying. Mm -hmm. Um, But that wasn't possible because step parenting. Right. I I feel like that should be a thing because step parenting. Because step parenting. (laughs) That'll that'll be our next t-shirt. I know. (laughs) 
So things may be really important to us. Rachel talks in the last podcast about religion. Mm -hmm. Maybe uh, our co-parents have a different religious practice than we do, but it's really important to us and to them that they be able to practice that or that the kids kind of follow along the same way. Maybe eating healthy is a priority. I've seen that in some families, Mm -hmm. Um, but it's not a priority at the other house. And as much as we want to control it, it just frustrates us more that we try to because we can't. Yeah. One thing I have learned because I've lived in some different places across the country, and I know you have too, Sarah, um, but living, I grew up in Utah and many people were culturally pretty similar, Mm -hmm. but then I lived in Washington, DC and I lived in Boston and I was able to travel through Europe Mm -hmm. and being able to see different people living in different ways has made me a, a more empathetic and kind and loving person. Mm -hmm. And so I try to frame it in that way that, yeah, we do things a certain way at this house. Mm -hmm. Bio mom does a different thing at her house and it's okay for the kids to see that. Right. It's, you know, the more different living experiences they see, the more they're going to be able to relate to other people. Yeah. And recognizing that has really helped me let go of wanting to control things at bio mom's house because a I can't right <laughs> b I want them to be able to be empathetic to all kinds of people and yeah. be loving and kind to everyone yeah. and not say well you do that differently than I do so you're wrong right I think that's a huge step in teaching kids how to understand control too. I did a similar mm-hmm. thing with mine because they see two different examples of marriage and parenting mm-hmm. at our houses. And I say to the girls all the time, you're so lucky that you get to see this because you know now that you don't have to parent a certain way. Mm-hmm. You don't have to act a certain way when you are in a relationship with someone or married to someone. You can act like your mom and stepdad. You can act like your dad and I, or you can choose your own path. Yeah. You don't have to do what any of us do. Exactly. And I think seeing all those different relationships is very helpful. I yeah. like it when my when my kids get to see how their grandparents interact with each yeah. other and aunts and uncles interact with each other mm-hmm. and friends. Like we go to a friend's house and they interact differently. Yes. And I feel like a lot of my experiences as a child were seeing my older siblings, because I'm the youngest, mm-hmm. um, go through through different relationships and uh, eventually get married and seeing those different interactions. And then when I was a nanny, I lived in other people's homes and saw up close Uh their marriages, you know, and you really learn what you want and what you don't want. And I want my kids to be able to see those different qualities and determine what they would look for. Right. And I think just remembering with that, we can expose them to a lot of things at our house. Definitely. Um, and we can't control what they choose to do. And so we just give them the opportunities that can help them grow and learn and try to be like, okay, I'm going to trust that things are going to happen the way that they're supposed to and that it's going to work out in the end. <laughs> yep. And have some trust in your stepkids. Yeah. Trust that they have learned lessons. And if they haven't, that they will learn those lessons (laughs) and that they have the capacity to make choices. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So thank you for hanging out with us today while we talked about giving up control. 
Um, just as always, you can message us on Twitter or Instagram. We're at Step Forward Show. You can also email us at steppingforwardpodcast at gmail.com. And you can send us questions and comments there. You can do that in writing or in a voice memo. And again, just know that if you share there, it could end up anonymously on the show unless you ask for a shout out. Um, You can also find us on Facebook under Stepping Forward Podcast. And we have both a page and a group there. So please join us. Okay. Thank you so much. And in the meantime, keep stepping. Only want love.